Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Since August 14th, the U.S. has evacuated about 82,000 people from Kabul's International Airport, according to the New York Times. However, thousands of Americans, uh, somewhere between uh, 1 and 3,000, we're guessing, uh, still remain in the country. Total number is still unclear. It seems to be getting a little closer to a definition uh, coming out of the State Department and the Department of Defense today. Uh, but there's many who are still questioning the practicality and how realistic it is to actually get everything out and everyone out by August 31st. Is that the goal? Is that the objective? Are we looking at it properly, or do we need to look a little deeper? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. So as we continue to follow what is unfolding in Afghanistan, of course, a lot of voices from a lot of different points on the compass. And I wanted to go to one that you may not have heard over the last couple of days, and that is the voice of Senator Ben Sass, Republican from Nebraska, uh, who outlined some of how he sees the situation in Afghanistan uh, based on his intel and the security briefings that they have received in the United States Senate Uh, He said to Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday that we're in a national security crisis and the president hasn't been honest yet in terms of what where we are and what we need to do next. We have a national security crisis. It's ongoing. We have a lot of Americans in harm's way. We have a lot of people we made promises to beyond the wire of the airport. And you heard the president say just shameful falsehood after shameful falsehood this week when he said Americans aren't having trouble at the checkpoints. That's not true. When they said they didn't have intelligence that this was going to happen, that's not true. When they said al-Qaeda was dead, that's not true. When they said they had contingency plans, that's not true. There's a lot more we have to do. We have a lot of people in danger right now. A lot of our discussion today has been around the leadership the president has been showing or not showing on various issues relating to Afghanistan, uh, his inability to really articulate where we are and what we need to expect. What is the mission and what are we trying to accomplish now that we are where we are? Uh, Not so much about looking back or pointing fingers and placing blame on this administration or that administration, this group, that group. Uh, there's there's plenty of that to go around. The issue is this is where we are, and what do we need to do next? Senator Sass continued in his conversation over the weekend. Uh, he had a list of things that the Biden administration needs to do, but at the top of the list, uh, the one that I think is most crucial is being communicator in chief, is really leading the allies, the Afghan partners, uh, and others out safely. 
The president needs to step up and be the commander in chief. Number one, we need enough troops to be sure we can evacuate our, all our people. Number two, August 31 was a stupid, arbitrary, politically driven deadline. The Taliban needs to know they don't dictate the timetable on American lives. We need to push out the perimeter well beyond Karzai Airport. We need to have an urgent meeting of the National Security Council and the president's DOD team to figure out if we should be retaking Bagram. We need the Taliban to know that we're going to get our people and the allies are going to be able to get their people. And our people are obviously American citizens, but they're also all those special immigrant visa holders who risk their lives on behalf of Americans to take the fight to al-Qaeda and the Taliban over there so we didn't have to fight them here. We need the president to actually talk to our allies, not ignore their calls for days at a time. We need the president to unleash cyber command to make sure that all the images that have been taken of our allies and our friends over there at these checkpoints where the Taliban are beating these heroes. We need to make sure those images can't be used for their hit list to go and gather and kill these people. And we need Cyber Command to be active. We need the president to make absolutely clear that we will finish the mission. We will save all of our people. The president's plan is to leave Afghanistan, but he needs the Taliban to know and Al-Qaeda and the Haqqani Network and Al-Qaeda allies and ISIS to understand that he may well change his mind on the departure if any fire comes down on Americans as we're evacuating our people. Senator Sass uh, went on to caution that we are slipping, it's a slippery slope, into what could be a hostage situation, uh, which uh, would create a whole new set of challenges and problems, uh, both for the United States and for allies inside Afghanistan and around the world. They've put us in a situation where we have a hostage situation developing. They abandoned Bagram Air Force Base in one of the stupidest military blunders in all of U.S. history. And now we're left in a situation where we're relying on a civilian airport, Karzai, that has only one runway. I don't think the American people fully appreciate the danger and the peril into which the president has put us. Because one RPG taking down a plane onto that runway means we're stranded. So the president needs to make sure that this hostage situation into which we're drifting, that the Taliban knows we will not stand for it. I think that's an important thing that I don't uh, think any of us have really thought through clearly, uh, that the Karzai airport, there is just one one runway, a single runway, uh, which means that the Taliban could cause all kinds of problems uh, just by lobbing some of our own munitions over the fence. Uh, things that we had abandoned, uh, all of the arsenal that has is part of that $82 billion worth of equipment uh, and helicopters and uh, guns and all of those things uh, that are just on the other side of the fence. And just one of those uh, could paralyze that Karzai airport. Again, that's not the big, uh, the big one that we abandoned that had multiple runways and much more security. Uh, and I think what Senator Sass was saying, if needed, we might need to retake that in order to get everyone out and everyone out safely. Finally, in this uh, conversation, Senator Sass explains why why we're obligated uh, not just to get uh, our people out, which has to be the priority, but to make sure that our allies and especially our Afghan partners Uh, that we get them out as well. First of all, a great nation is a nation that keeps its word. The American people need to understand who we're talking about here. We're talking about men and women who risked their lives to protect Americans. They fought hand in hand with our troops and we made promises to them. There are 32 million Afghans. We're talking about 60 to 80,000 people. So the first thing to say is the American people need to understand who we're talking about. We're talking about heroes who fought with us to take the fight to Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. Number two, the administration has been 
been way too slow to get people out of harm's way. They can get them to Kuwait. They can get them to Qatar. Uh, they can get them to Bahrain. They can get them to Ramstein in Germany and sort th through the larger processing and bureaucratic issues there. But number three, when you fought on behalf of Americans to protect our people, you're welcome in my neighborhood. Strong words from Senator Ben Sass from Nebraska. Uh, he's issued additional statements in terms of things the president should do in terms of the deadline and cashing that in. The message that the Biden administration needs to send to our Afghan partners, messages that need to be sent to the Taliban in terms of this is the United States. We will keep our promise to our partners, to our allies and to our friends uh, who have helped us and stood beside us in Afghanistan over the last two decades. Uh, much more to come on this conversation. It's a difficult one. It's a complex one. It's one that requires leadership, some transparency, some clarity, and a little bit of courage. Much more to come. Stay with us. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.